Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast. It is what it is. First off, man, I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all been fucking with me lately. I I, I love the support. Um, and we're going to keep growing it. So with that being said, I ain't never plugged my own channel, but I'm going to plug it today. We're going to keep it going every single time. I need y'all to follow, man. Follow me on every platform. The link is in the description. Also, click that motherfucking bell, man. Because when you click the bell, you're going to get notifications every time I post something. Um, and we about to start posting on TikTok, too, so stay tuned for that. But enough of me. Enough of y'all time. I'm here with a special individual. I know y'all be like, man, every time you get somebody, you say they special. Not true. I always wasn't special. Ashley Tate. This is going to be one of them conversations, y'all. It's a touchy topic. I think it's kind of like a hero story. Call me a nerd, whatever. I'm into that superhero type <laughs> shit. Um, so, topics we're going to discuss today are going to be around family, healing, and then touchy one, sexual abuse. Now, I'm not going to dive deep into story, I'm going to let Ashley tell the story because that's what she did for though. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Um, so without further ado, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. For sure, for sure. So first off, we'll be drinking a little bit. Um, why the Is What It Is podcast? Why are we here? Why do you want to come here? Um, talk to me. What's up? Well, it's you. <laughs> yeah, you make people feel so comfortable and at ease, and I feel like that's the best way to deliver a message. For you to be in your most comfortable setting with a person that makes you feel comfortable. I appreciate it. Yeah. For sure. Um, you're giving me too much credit here, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to be humble out here, man. Um, that's dope. And, and, and where we at today, y'all already know, we had Unbeatable Eaters on 95th and Kizzy. I'm always gonna plug it. If you know, you know why. Um, and that's that's what that's what's up. So getting into before we get into like the again that the super touchy piece, I really wanted to dive into to give y'all some context as well. Like we we just met for real, for real. Like we don't know each other as well as we know Reese and Reese is, is on the second episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh or third episode of the podcast. Y'all go check that one out if you ain't watched it yet. And um, he introduced us, though, at his event. And like you said, I agree, though. It was just like a, a natural understanding between one another. And he was like, damn, you do podcasts? I'm like, shit, I'm just starting. And you like, uh, let me get on now. Say less. So where you, where do you come from in terms of your upbringing? And like, what, what are you doing now? What's, what's life like for you? Life right now is just a transition. Um, coming out of a dark place the light, I guess you can say. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. And indulging in myself and my children uh, okay. to prepare for my future. Just making sure I'm grounded. I okay. got good people around me. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, so going into, you talked about a couple things actually. You were talking about being parents. I'm a parent. You're a parent. Mm-hmm. How is parenting going with you in terms of what's an everyday, what's a day in the life of Ashley? Man, I have two girls. Say my oldest one, she's 14, she just started high school, so you know that's like a new beginning for her. Okay, it is fun, it's okay. fun because I, I kind of feel like I'm living through her a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but for me personally, I'm, I want her to have the best experience that she could possibly have. I'm not trying to be that mom that's like a friend, you know, I'm trying to have some type of boundaries, but okay. I want her to feel comfortable. Enough to let me know what happened throughout her day. You know, what you and your friends talk about? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Right. Okay. Keep you in the loop, so to speak. Yeah. You um, got to. That way you don't have no crazy shit come up. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, so if that is what you want from your daughter, mm-hmm. were you the same way when you were a kid? Like, did you have that relationship with your mom? I did not. So what was that like? Growing up. Now, I was, I grew up in a loving situation. Okay. But just like, you know, people have. Type of Extreme. curse you're talking about? What, what's going on? Um, I can say that um, without you know 
needed more skills. Um, we weren't close throughout the years that I felt like I needed I needed that. Um, and I know it had a lot to do with a lot of things that happened in the family that I'm not indulging in, but you know, it, it affected her relationship was affected with her mom, so I kind of think that kind of triggered our relationship. It kind of, yeah, it kind of took it down. Um, I think it's, that's not the case. We felt that we understand that and we don't want to continue that. Right. I want to break the chain. Yeah. Um, on my first, second, oh, I'm sorry, on my second episode with Chantrice, mm-hmm. um, that's literally our whole concept was like generational curses. She spoke on exactly what you're speaking on in our conversation. We were talking about like trying to identify where you see the, the issue and then mm-hmm. not creating that same issue for your for the future. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of dope to hear now, like, you know, you don't know Shantrice, I don't believe you. Oh, we did. We swear. Uh, oh, dope. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it worked out in that accord that maybe y'all had a conversation or whatever, but either way, you working on bettering your situation. Yeah. And, and that's dope. Um, so you didn't have that for, was that your pops anymore? Yeah, my parents are still married. They're still Dope. together. Yo, yeah. shout out to that. <laughs> I know, um, it's beautiful. So what's the role model like for you growing up? Um, I think I kind of, I'm a family person. You know, I, I can't really say I had role models okay. growing up. I just knew that I didn't want to be one, if that makes sense. Nah, that makes <laughs> I know what I don't want to be. Right. I don't I know what I want to be, but I know I don't want to yeah, be. Yeah, I knew what I did not want to be. Okay. I know what I did not want to uh, implement in my own family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought I was doing well. I, I, I am going to apply myself. I think that I know my daughters have a healthy relationship. You know, um, after school, how was your day? It, to me, it gets deeper than that. Right. You know, did anybody do anything to you that made you feel right. uncomfortable? You got to go you know? somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Um, that's dope as hell, though. Um, I, I have my homies on the episode before this, and we were talking about parenting, but, like, that's from a guy's perspective. I got a homie that got all daughters. I got a guy who just, shout out to my homie, Eli. He just had his baby. Um, Congratulations. That's dope. Um, but, like, he's a new dad. I'm semi-new two years in now, mm-hmm. but it's good to hear it now from a woman's perspective as well, um, how you're dealing with trying to be an influence in your daughter's life without being like an overbearing weight, oh, you know what I'm saying, like that's kind of dope. <laughs> My parents are strict, Okay. so I try to give her freedom, you know, make her own decisions, mm-hmm. I'm there to assist, but I okay. just want to make sure that you're wise enough to make your own path, right. you know, and do things that you want to do. Right. And making sure you're comfortable doing so. I think that's very important. So how do you feel when I had this tough conversation with a few people? Like my parents are parents. I think that's it about them at all. Mm-hmm. But one thing I love about my upbringing was although they were both there, I let you fall on your face. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of parents kinda, you know, have that safety net. And it's mm-hmm. it's natural though, like you don't wanna see a kid get hurt. Get hurt or yeah. no matter how old they are. Me, I you fall and bust your ass after I told you go do X Y Z. You fall and bust your ass. So are you the same way? Are you kind of like you got that safety net? I think I'm the same. Um, today actually, my daughter got asked for homecoming dance, and the way that she was asked, you know, I thought it was cute at first. Right. The guy made a poster presented it to her at school. Okay. But when (laughs) when she showed me the poster, it said, "Would you be my snack?" I'm like, I'm like, whoa, are you a snack? Hey. Or are you a goddess? Like, which one are you? <laughs> I like the goddess. Like, you're nobody's snack, first of all. Facts. So, yeah, you know. It's I, a different name. I don't, I don't know if it's different or we just had different lingo or whatever the case is. Yeah, it's different. That's they bold crazy. as shit. Mommy <laughs> asked, yeah, I'm going to be my snack. Did she say yes or say no? I told her to think about that. Okay. So she needs to think about whether or not. She's a snack gotcha. or not. Gotcha, so we're gotcha. gonna revisit that <laughs> We're gonna revisit that tomorrow. Alright, back, back. <laughs> um, so let me see. Um so how old is your second daughter and how is the relationship between your second daughter and your first daughter? I mean like are they close and then is your relationship with your second daughter just as close as it is? We're all close. We're all, all close. close. Okay. And I tell them every day, you two are all y'all gang. 
each other like that's you and you're the other. Basically. Right, right. I don't play that. You know, I think that that's very important structure at home, especially when you have a sibling. That's why you got come from the same people or the same person or what have you. But um, we're very close. My youngest is eight. She's very smart. She's been here before. She is. My kids make me so humble. And I don't know what I would do without them. I love it. So, let me kind of dive a little bit deeper into it, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to get into, again, touching topic. Um, I wanted, first off, I wanted to go over your kids, your upbringing, and all that good stuff to kind of understand where you come from from a foundational standpoint, mm-hmm. and then how we get into the situation that took place. Okay. And then also, something I wanted to ask: Are you a single parent, or are, do you have a father in your life and all that good stuff? I am a single parent. A proud single parent. <laughs> I feel funny. Um, that shit tough. It's it's hard, especially when you like. I knew this shit alone. Like, I. Saw it coming. Yeah. Got myself. But you know what? It gives me the opportunity to design the shit the way I want to. True. And that's the route I'm natural now. Yeah. Now, you know you got to take the crickets with the stretch back. Meaning that since you designed in this shit, uh-huh. shit don't go the way you planned it's it. That's all me. It's all you. <laughs> but if it go the way you planned it, it's, it's all love. It's all yours. Yeah. Um, that's dope, though. That's dope. Uh, but I, I, I honestly do believe in what you said in terms of. Telling your daughter's like, you all you got. Mm-hmm. Um, because growing up for me, that's one thing. Like, we got this thing about a circle. I mean, I mean, everybody say you got your little circles and things like that. But, like, yeah. we have an inner circle with me, my brother, my sister, and my parents. Mm-hmm. That's the original circle. Like, don't nothing break that shit. Right. Like, no matter what. It could be world collapsing on our shoulder. We're going to be in a circle holding them off. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's dope. I love it. That's kind of like the same thing you adapt into your own uh, parenting techniques, and mm-hmm. I'm doing the same thing with my son, so I, I feel you on that one. Um, so I'm going to kind of let you take the reins a little bit, and we're going to jump into this aspect, or this situation, I should say, mm-hmm. that, again, this podcast has open form. There is no wrong questions, no wrong conversations. You can say whatever the hell you want, mm-hmm. and... In those conversations, we might not always agree, but that's just some things are what they are, and it is what it is. So, Ashley, let's jump into this sexual abuse situation that you uh, experienced. And, and by you, obviously, I mean you and your family. So, mm-hmm. talk to me what happened. So, let's do a disclaimer first. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I didn't want to use this opportunity to smear anybody, but this is my story, so. I'm about to tell it, you know, I lived through it, but um, I was married. Um, we were married, we made it to five years, and um, I was with him since my oldest child was, she was just about to turn 14. Um, we got married after I had my second child, which is biologically his, my oldest one. Um, you know, we did have a very toxic relationship. From the job? From the from the jump, you know, but we were young, so I got questions. Uh, ask them, <laughs> ask, ask. <laughs> so, so it was toxic from the jump. Mm-hmm. This is pre second baby, which is now your third child, right? Why jump into marriage first? I think we wanted to do the right thing at that moment. I think we felt like that was the right thing to do because um, you were expecting, or um, it was. It was really just a spur of the moment type of thing. You supposed to get married, so get married. Type he thing. asked me to marry him. And said, oh, yes. let's go today. And we went. <laughs> I said, yes. Biggest mistake of my life, I might add. But right. um, if, I, I think if I had closer relationships with those who mattered, and I felt like I could talk to them about what was going on without being judged or you know anyone taking sides, I probably would have been a little bit slower to make that decision, right. but we made it, and, um, How old were you at the time? No, I'm not asking. Um, 26. Okay. Um, but the day that we got married, that night, I'm sorry, I was just like, what the fuck did I just do? Yes. Like, <laughs> can we take this back? But, we tried to push forward. Um, you know, it was just a lot of arguing. Um, we did get physical. And I'm not gonna 
act like I was an angel. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I think I was defending myself okay. more so. I, I, I don't think I'm the type to provoke, but right. I'm not innocent. I'm not innocent. I don't want to put this, this like situation right shit. here. Yeah. Like that you own um, accountability. That's, that's, that's what you got to get all that. Okay. So now we're getting physical. Mm-hmm. Was it an often thing or? It was often enough. Like a lot of issues never happened. So it was often enough. Police got involved several times. So we we getting a divorce at this point. Well, I, I, that's the route we were going to go before this incident did occur. We okay. did decide that it wasn't working out. The best thing to do would be to separate. Um, I don't know why we held on as long as we did. How long? How long is holding on too long? How long y'all? The whole five years. Five. <laughs> Immediately, like I said, immediately after getting married, I realized that was a mistake. Okay. Um, just, we weren't mature enough, you know. Right. Me having a male friend wasn't ideal for him, you know. And, and on my part, like, oh, you're mad that I got male friends? You can't have female friends. There was a lot of immaturity. <laughs> a lot of immaturity, a lot of dark uh, days. A lot of what I see on these TikTok um, podcast joints, that conversations. And I don't want any parts of that ever again. So. Uh, Okay, so how do you feel about you getting into a new situation, or if you're in the current situation, mm-hmm. and your partner has female friends, is that a, a deal breaker for you now? No, it's not a deal breaker. Okay. I think that helps you develop balance, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. You know, okay. I have male friends, and they keep it real with me. Several. I love them. You know, uh, they advise me if I'm fucking up, you know, because they like my big brothers. Right. So, right. yeah, I appreciate it. I think as a man, they need a female around. They need that female energy. You mean like your male friends need a female friend around, meaning you, to keep them. Yeah, that it is. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, I I can't argue. I got two female best friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's always that notion of like male and females cannot be friends without uh, some uh, type of tension. Or sex. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sexual yeah. tension bubbling up, but like, but like. I agree. Motherfuckers can be friends. Yeah. I, my homie Yancey, she is like a dude to me. Like, some people, that's not even That's neither hit up. But to me, Yancey is a, a straight up, she like the catch y'all seen on the last episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk to her like I would talk to my brother. So, I agree with you in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, y'all in this situation where y'all mutually are saying, like, this shit ain't working. We got to part ways. Mm-hmm. Let's say that that happens in year five, right? Mm-hmm. In January, top of the year. How long does it take for the full separation to take place? Or does something else happen within that Well, something else happened within that window. Um, okay. So that year, 2019, okay. um, we both knew. Like, it was nothing left between us. I think that um, we put on a facade amongst each other, you know, um, especially when it came to yeah, yeah. I, on my behalf, my family knew what I was doing. You know, I have a. So you out here telling the family what's going on? I think well, you have to you have tell to someone so someone could know what's going on. And if God forbid anything was to happen, like, hey, he was abusive. Right. You know, right. that's the only this. reason I gotta say I agree with that though, because I'm someone who's like keep your business, keep your your relationship, like your intimate relationship, to mm-hmm. your intimate relationship. You're not a relationship with. That person along with your family. Right. But I, I when it's domestic and, and, and physical, mm-hmm. you got to. Yeah, I'm not going to share all the details with my family members, but like something, something as serious as that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I had to call them. Can you come get the kids? Yeah. We in the fighting and they don't need to be around you. Just keep me real, you know, or I called the police already and, you know, I want my kids here. We all need to come up right now. It was, it was rough. It was rough. So how do don't stay on track, but how do your girls respond to that? Like at that time, and then also now, like how are they? Well, my oldest, she started to hate me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the oldest is the, the child, and he kind of stepped in. Yeah, yeah, she started to resent me because she had no filter. You know, I was a little bit more reserved. Sometimes I, it was things I didn't want to discuss in front of the kids, or you know, I tried to act like it wasn't a big deal, but he would turn up. And I didn't know if I should shut up or defend myself. Right. I chose to defend myself each and every time. You know, my kids did witness a lot that they shouldn't have witnessed. 
and that's something that I still regret to this day and feel guilty about. Um, but me having an open relationship with them, you know, they understand this happens, and when this happens, it's time to go. We don't stay in anything like that. So I think it taught them a lesson too. Unfortunately, they had to suffer through you know our fights and staying up all night because we can't shut up from arguing. But now they know what to stay away from, and I told them to take this as a lesson. You know, don't let this make you feel bad or, you know, like it's the end of the world. Take this as a lesson so you won't make the same mistakes I made. So, let's continue. So, we we at this point, at this crossroads where we like, shit, fuck it. It's mutual mm-hmm. in terms of y'all both want separation, right? Right. So, we did agree to, um, well, we were staying together, of course. Okay. Um, I wanted to keep the place. It was an apartment. It wasn't like we owned the home or anything okay. like that, but I thought it would be more of a hassle for me to start over than him. And why did you think that? Because, you know, I have to uproot them. You know, I gotta just change my whole situation. I wasn't in a place financially either to, you know, even attempt to try to find a new job. I were you stay home him. or were you a stay home mom or you still working? Or? I worked part time. Part time. So mm-hmm. he was bringing in. Was he was the breadwinner. Bread yeah. Okay. So the you felt that it was easier for him to. Because he was making over. more bread. To, mm-hmm. to, to, okay. And then eventually, it was, it was just going to be him, you know. But. But I mean, I'm assuming at that time he wanted to be in his kid's life too. At the time. Right. That, we, that, we, was the, we, that was the idea. Right, there, right. But okay. um, I think he felt the energy that the kids were giving him. He, um, including his, his biological kids? Including his. Because okay. she would say things like, you look so mean. You know, why are you right. mean? You know? Yeah. Okay. So things, things started to fade. So we, we, we moving forward. Where we go from that? We still in 2019? We still in 2019. So we did decide we were going to separate in November. He had decided that he was going to. I think I decided I was going to leave and go home with my parents. And he was going to keep the place. Um, but before that could even happen in October. Um, Make that happen. Don't worry about it. I'm so sorry. You know, you know. <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> it's Halloween month. You know, people right. be, it's, it's uh, crazy. Just, I'm going to let you continue. But no, like, um, it, it, I, deep down within me, I knew it was something what we were actually suffering from and going through. I felt it in my soul. And I'll never forget, it, it was October 15th. I just felt compelled to pray. I'm not religious. You know, I don't even believe in religion. I believe in a higher power. I believe in God, you know. But um, that day, it was just like, stop what you're doing right now and pray. I prayed. I begged God. To reveal his true identity. I, that was the hardest I ever prayed in my life. And I asked my ancestors, you know, this is my first time praying to my ancestors. This is what That's introduced me to, I swear it is, this is what introduced me to even believing and having that type of faith. I asked them, please reveal his true colors before whatever is about to happen just goes any further. Like I felt it. Not even 48 hours later, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she maybe about 7 a.m. She's getting ready for school. She comes and wakes me up, and she's like, I got something to tell you. And, you know, what is it? She's like, um, he did something. I'm not going to say his name, but she's like, he did something. Very bad. And um, immediately, I just got up and, you know, what is it? And it's just like she explained it. one o'clock in the morning because we were all asleep. Everybody went to bed, including him. Um, so she said she woke up. She said she felt a presence around her. And she woke up, she looked over, and saw him in her doorway getting up. So he was watching her. I, I immediately I wanted to vomit. I, I promise you, like it just hit my gut like my baby. This sick man, like this sick person. And then, you know, like he's a father figure to her. But as she she goes into detail, she's like, you know, I turned around, I moved, 
thinking that he was going to, you know, walk away and stop. So she said he did back out of the room because our room was kind of like right next to each other. Um, so we shared a hall, a hallway. So he was in the hallway um, of her bedroom. And she said she turned around to let him know, you know, she was up. And she said he was next to her. She walked off. She told him, you know, she just let him walk off. She let him walk off and whatnot. And she said she waited a few minutes and she turned back around and she saw him creep back into her room, continuing what he was doing. Um, it's, it's disgusting. I, my baby, I, I still <coughs> applaud her to this day for having the strength and the courage to tell because a lot of people, a lot of children, are afraid to speak up when it comes to sexual abuse. Um, so, that being said, um, first thing I did was pack whatever I could grab because I knew I had to get them out. I, before we even go any further, we're getting out of these walls. We're getting out of this household. Um, I drove them straight to my parents' house. And she's telling me more details on the ride there. And she texted him. Wait until I tell my mom what you did. And he responded like, what, what do you mean? And the next text message after him, I mean, we can plug these messages if you want. I no, I just wanted to be exposed on how sick people could be, you know, and how they try to take advantage of children. But, you know, he was like, you know what? I'm sorry. Um, do you want me to go to jail? Because if you tell your mom, I'm going to go he tried to convince her. He asked her what could he buy her? You know, what could he do to avoid her not telling me? And this conversation between them lasted at least three hours. And I'm asleep the entire time. I had no idea what was going on. He got up and went to work like nothing happened. So when she did come to me and tell me, of course, he was gone. But um, so after she texted him, Conversation ended with him just begging her not to tell. Um, after I dropped him off to a safe place, I went straight to the police. I printed out the text message conversation, um, and I went straight to the police. I turned in all the evidence, and I took off from there. Um, that was the last time that they seen him, and he seen them, and never looked back. Um, of course, DCFS got involved because they have to do a thorough and making sure that, um, you know, no other harm was done. Right. Um, but then that led me, I had to keep it real with my youngest child. She was like maybe five days away from turning six. And I had to ask her, has he ever touched you? Did he do That's anything right. to you to make you feel uncomfortable? And um, with my own interview and an interview from the doctors and everybody else, she wasn't exposed to that. She wasn't harmed. It was just my oldest. But um, it, it, it's it's been a that's it's some, been one. That's some different type of level of sick. Like, and I'm not a believer in all that. And I'm not saying that because I feel like it's an excuse when people say you know some of these people have mental illnesses. It's definitely an excuse. They know better. I'd be like, look, bro. I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Your ass sick. I hope you get whatever come your way. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, I ain't gonna wish no harm on you. Just whatever come your way, you deserve that shit. Mm -hmm. um, as a parent, I don't even know. I do know how I would react. I think you took it. And maybe because you're a woman, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you did the right thing. Mm -hmm. I would have did my thing. To. I'm not gonna say what I, I would do because we on, we on camera. I, I had to deal with that, you know, and it was tough because a lot of people like I would have did this, I would have did that, or whatever. I feel like I did the right thing because you did the absolute right thing mm -hmm. by getting you and the kids out of that situation um, from a physical standpoint, like moving out of that uh, location, and then also following up with the legal action behind it. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, we talked about on the last episode understanding. The moment when you're in it, it's very hard to identify. It is. It's something I'm trying to continuously work on just so I can be better at it. But it's not something that you can just wake up and just know. And 
that moment, you understood the moment and did it right. It was my baby. When, I, I had to. Facts. Like what other people would have did that are, are like minded with myself, mm-hmm. would have possibly did the wrong thing. Um, Absolutely. So I commend you for that. For sure. That's that's a whole other level of pain. And I mean, that would just open up another can of worms. Yeah. Had it went the other way. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. But, um, I mean, justice was served. Right now, he is a registered sex offender. Okay. He has to register for the next nine years because last year was when you know the trial right. was over and everything completed. So, so for the next, guilty. he's found definitely found guilty. Um, too much evidence and the text messages and like, man, if I could give my daughter the world just for that, right, right. that was bravery. Not a lot of kids that's gonna be like, wait till I tell my mom what you did to me. You know, she knew I was gonna stand for her. But um I was fucked up. It 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 hurt me. I felt I was in the darkest space. It took a lot of healing to get out of the hole I was in. But how do you heal from that? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's not possible. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, it's done. We're here, right? I mean, I can talk about it. That's yeah. how I know. Usually, if I'm talking yeah. about it, I'm it, it brings back feelings. You know, I was a wife. I thought I had everything that people White picket fence wanted. Shit, yeah, right. you know, everything was good. I mean, we had our struggles, but we don't. I, I think some people think marriage is success. You know, like that's a goal that people want to reach. So, and not to mention, like, here I am again having to go through the process of being a single mom. Then not only that, I have to start from scratch. I didn't dating have nothing. <laughs> not even, I didn't right. think about dating. It right. was just me getting oh, you to talking a about place. Just, just like providing for everyone. Providing now. for yeah, them, yeah, just yeah. making That's sure different. we had everything we needed. Just, it was real. It was a real life wake up reality check for me to really think about our future. One day you're going to have to answer to our child, you know. She's going to have questions. She's going to want to know, like, why do you do that? You know? What happened? What went wrong? And I'm pretty sure. Has she asked yet? Like, so, I mean, I know you said you had to explain it to, to your, your child, but uh-huh. has she asked, like, why isn't daddy around anymore? She knows. She knows. I all broke it down to her just as it was and told her everything that happened. Shit. And I felt bad because she was only five at the time. But right, right, right. She's so mature and understanding, and she loves myself and her sister but no she never she don't ask about her kids that she so never asked about her kids. With her on the inside like from the I think side. she thinks about it especially when she sees or hears her friends you know interacting with her with their fathers um but she still doesn't ask about him she'll say mommy when you gonna get a husband so I can have a daddy you know or something like that but she doesn't ask like when can I see my father or am I ever going to see him again or whatever she understands and when I I ask her like do you think about him and she's like you know he did something bad so I don't want to be around him and then she'll bring up like plus he always used to be mean I say this and that but it's sad at the same time I'm grateful that they are aware I think that that would help them make better decisions you know, when they're adults. I think it's uh, kind of tying their, I like to tie things up and connect them to one another. The relationship you're trying to create with your, that you already have, honestly, you're not trying to create, you already have it, you're just trying to better it even more so um, as time goes on with your kids. It's going to help your youngest situation because go, she's going to come to a time in her life, she might be 35 when that time comes, but it's going to come. Mm-hmm. When she has to vocalize how she feels, maybe it's questions, maybe it's frustration, maybe it's a combination of everything. Um, and I think that you're going to be the one she vocalizes it to. Um, and I don't have any doubt that you'll handle it properly. Maybe at that time, y'all can all have a sit down. And I mean, I don't think there's no explanation for that type of shit. But it's not. I'm just speaking on her getting closure. Right. Um, and that's important. And, that, and I was about to say that's what's important: her getting closure. You know, regardless of wherever it goes. Just have her, her having that understanding, like, that's what that was. Now, this is what this is, and I can move forward now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's super important. So, I honestly do think she's in the future, she's going to revisit her feelings. Mm-hmm. And I am 
definitely when the time comes that she wants to do counseling, we tried counseling. Neither one of them wanted to do it. You know, they got tired of talking about Typical it. Typical black female. No. <laughs> Look, I am a counselor. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I don't judge. You know, you can be completely open with me, and we're going to talk and figure out a solution. Right. You know, whatever it is they want to talk about, whatever it is they want to discuss. But I think that now, my relationship with my mom is great. It's, it's better than it's ever been. And me being around them, um, you know, it's helping them, my children as well. Because they're in a safe environment. They're around people that they know that love Trust. them. Yeah. yeah. And so I think we kind of created that yeah. a little, that stronger yeah. relationship yeah. just because of that situation. Yeah. How is, um, um, so, okay, we have this situation in 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to little bit okay even though you've done a fascinating job or amazing job i should say thank you now we're moving into 2020 right 2020. that's at the end of 2019 because you said october so right listen november december we mm-hmm. move right into 2020 mm-hmm. and three months in we hit COVID. right so now we're not only still in an ongoing situation legally right mm-hmm. we're trying to Navigate how to become our breadwinner, but also provide for yourself, for your kids, mm-hmm. have a home, have a roof, all that good stuff. Like everything that you ain't had to worry about before, mm-hmm. now you got to worry about now, and it has to happen immediately. Right. So, how the hell do you navigate COVID? That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> that right. was rough. Um, after after that incident, I did move back home okay. with my parents. Um, it was great. It was, it was, we were comfortable. We loved it. You know, right. we even slept in the same bed together okay. almost every night. Okay. We still do. That's how close me and my kids are. <laughs> but um, okay. it's about choice, though. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, but even then, I think that's when I realized, it's like, wait a minute. You know, this ain't it. I, I had to do a lot of relearning. For myself, um, I felt like I was so damaged. I felt like I was so broken that I definitely wasn't whole. It was it was tough for me. Just the, the realization and then me feeling like I had some something to do with the damage that my children went through. It was a lot of guilt. I probably went through the most depressing phase of my life that I've been through. Where I had to go back home. I it, it just wasn't working. Like nothing was working for me. I was afraid to leave my kids at home alone while I went out and worked. I was paranoid. Um, it, it just wasn't working. So I decided to go back home. And this time I'm like, you know what? I, I have to make several changes. I lost friends. I yeah, I, it, it, it was a lot. It was a lot that I've been through. It was a lot of learning, but I think that was the most beautiful experience for me. It was dark. Time to butterfly. Man, I needed that. I needed that because it helped me develop spiritually. Um, it helped me grow as a woman. Um, it helped me tap into my femininity because I felt like I lost it. Um, I had the opportunity now to focus on me, uh, something that I didn't have the chance to do Get a job, you know, think about what I want to do for my future, just new interests, new hobbies, everything. For myself. Yeah, it was like a total thing. Made it a whole new, new thing. <laughs> yeah. You think you know yourself, you like, but you don't. Ah, I don't. No, yes. Yeah. Even like my taste in music changed. Like, I, I went through like the biggest growth that I, I don't know about other people, but I, I think it's me. I'm not so vocal with a lot of people about my struggles or what I've dealt with personally, but um, I'm not the same. Yeah. I feel like that's that's a lot of opportunities. Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't gonna get into myself, but it's kind of I could give this type of not even advice, just like overview, like bird's eye view. Um, when you're going through them dark times and shit ain't going your way, and you feel like man. 
I'm ready to box it out with whoever the higher being is. I, like my mom, she she's super spiritual and, and, and religious, I should say. Uh-huh. I'm not so much. I'm mm-hmm. more of I'm kind of like you, like in the sense of like I believe in a higher being and all that good stuff. And uh, I done told my mom before, like man, we've been chopping it up. And I'm like, man, look, at this point, I'm willing to run a fade with whoever, <laughs> whoever running the show right now because I don't know what your beef is with me, bro, but. We got to talk. So I think that it's kind of, not even kind of, I know that it's dope to see you now blossom from it. You know what I'm saying? And it's always that way, though. It really is. I've never seen a, a situation in life from my own or just from a, a, a watching standpoint mm-hmm. of someone going through some shit, not giving up, you know, putting their head down and, and just going through it mm-hmm. and then come out better on the other end. Um, I need to take my own motherfucking advice sometimes and say it is what it is you know it what I'm saying definitely is what it is. <laughs> um, so shout out to you for real shout out to your daughters uh, especially you. your oldest for having a you know you know what I'm saying hey yeah. my mama said she gonna beat your you know what I'm saying tell my mama yeah that's, that's fire um, so where did you find the strength like how did you cause some uh, just being honest mm-hmm. a lot of people fold they and do. It, and it's not something to like say, I'm better than you type thing. It's just one of the things where we're not, we're not all the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some people will just fold under that pressure and they don't have the, whether it's not the foundation or they don't have the um, support, mm-hmm. they don't know how to know how, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the above. Right. How did you find your strength in the sense of like, you know what? I can beat this shit. Right. And like, I can do this. This ain't this ain't as tough as I think it is. It's tough, but it ain't that tough. It's not because you know I know a lot of people say this, but somebody did do work. Gotcha. It's something worse that happened to somebody else. And by the grace of God, my daughter wasn't physically assaulted. Yeah. Um. Thank God. But what got me through it was I had to ground myself. I like I said I'm not religious, but this situation and I took that that showed me that. Spirituality is real. God is real. And all of that shit is real. By me praying and I got my answers right away, I specifically asked for something. It's just like, okay, Ash, like, believe in yourself. You know, first. So my grounding came from, I got kind of got into, I started researching different religions and, you know, started there and just researching all of them made me a non-believer even more in religion because because it's like you know, <laughs> we, everybody got their story yeah but I'm, I'm not even gonna indulge in that that's right. a whole nother podcast right. but um i had to tap into something and within yourself within myself and i i knew that from those prayers and how they got answered that Somebody messed up. Yeah, I, I got angels. I got ancestors. I got protectors. It's yeah. a God. So, we go through, trying to get back on time. So, we go through 2020 COVID. Right. Tough shit. Mm-hmm. 2021, still kind of in COVID ish. Take the mask off, keep the mask on. What happened at work? Um, where are you though? Where, how you living? How in 2021? In 2021. Um, so, being that we had a lot of long time. I, I read, I studied, I, uh, I'm a big reader. I love to learn. Has that always been you? Or? Yes, it's okay, always been you. me, but I kind of feel I'm like... I'm a new reader. I'm not. I, I, I'm new to the book world. I'm a, I'm a, I love history. I love I like reading history. about... Yeah, I, I love to read. So, okay. um, being that I did like to read, I started to just change the books that I was reading and, and they were more informative books or... I'll read more so about my interests, which was like at the time I was learning about crystals or herbs and, you know, things like that. That kind of, it's like I would go to sleep reading a book about herbs or watching a YouTube video about some shit that I just want to learn. It's fun to me. You know, I'm a geek, whatever, but like I love to be experimenting, trying this, trying that, putting some shit together. That's me. I create a lot, you know. Um, even my kids, they into it too. But 
2021, um, I think I'm at that phase where I'm starting to come out of my depression. Uh, yeah, darkness. and stop feeling bad for myself and realizing like, man, you ain't got two beautiful kids. They're smart. You did good. Like, they're safe. Focus on you. Right. What makes you happy? What do you want to do? So as we jump in 2021, you kind of found, not found, but you're finding yourself I'm more finding so. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. We, we, we jumping into what is Ashley like? Mm-hmm. Okay, how do I stay in that pocket? Mm-hmm. And then how do I evolve from this? Right. So, what came from it? So, my love for herbs and nature and all that helped mm-hmm. me. It, it made me realize, like, I want to do this. I, one day I want to become an herbalist. Right. Um, I know it's probably going to take some time until I gain all the knowledge that most of these people have that aren't herbalists right now, but I can start something. Right. So if I start, like, maybe one day I focus on this herb, the next day I focus on that one, um, you know, that helped me come to the decision that, hey, I want to start a herbal care line right. that completely focuses on healing, self-care. Um, you know, because being a mom, you don't always have time to go to the spa or, you know, to do little things that will probably make you feel good. But if you could do this shit at home, why not? Yeah, yeah so... Yoni steaming is something that I kind of fell in love with. Um, it's kind of a feminine way of cleansing your room with herbs. Gotcha. Uh, That's a good one. You steam over a pot of hot herbs. How the hell do you steam over a pot? Well, you put it in like a little um, basin okay. or a pot or whatnot. You squat, so you pull it and you put those little okay. sits back. Yeah. But you sit there. How long you got to sit? About 20 minutes. Got some good ass thighs and quads. It get hot. You know how <laughs> <laughs> it get hot. You gotta get used to it. But you know, I had to learn the hard way. I burnt myself a couple times. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's like the feeling that I got afterwards. I felt it from within. It wasn't just like mm. oh, I did a thing. It was like I feel this shit. Like okay. I feel good. You know, right. refreshing. So okay. I started making it routine. You know, I'll have me a moment where I would just join them, and I started smoking her. A difference for you, like smoking herbs, and it's definitely a difference. Sometimes I do add it to my room, okay. it enhances it. Um, okay. I started off with like maybe roses, and like I noticed, wow, this is like kind of euphoric. I was about to say euphoric, yeah, it was, a, the, it was a great feeling. Right. So then I started studying different herbs, and you know, herbs to give you clarity, or herbs to just heal um, your lungs, you know, okay. whatever. And I'm not the type of person that'll be so quick to go to medicine or to anything. You know, I would definitely be like, hey, you need to drink this or right, right. let me go cook this Gosh, up real you know, quick. My, my new uh, like little witch doctor. <laughs> Man, I got a son. My mama got me She like, don't be bringing this shit in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but right. no, I think that my influence has definitely gave them an eye opener about mm-hmm. the benefits of it because now they're like, okay, go ahead and sage. You say to me, it used to be like, come on, you know, that's right. demonic. Don't and the sage kind of like remove any negative energy within uh-huh. and whatever the location is. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Open up those windows and, and get the fuck <laughs> out. Properly, yeah, get the yeah. fuck out. Okay. But um, then I started developing oils because, you know, people in my family had eczema. You know, okay. I had issues with my skin and okay. lotions and creams didn't work. So I started thinking, like, Work for this, what is this? And I'll make a oil out of it, but you know, did it work out for you? Yeah, it worked out a lot. You know, I mostly like I didn't even stop wearing like body sprays or perfumes a lot. I would quickly just go put some lavender oil or some, you know, some essential oil on me. So I, it's my lifestyle. Okay. It's not just something I do. And this this is what we got right here, right? Yes, it is. This is my yoni kit. Um, this is a yoni oil. You can use it as a body oil too, but it has tons of herbs in there that are detoxing, um, antifungal, um, antioxidants that will help with multiple skin conditions, eczema, okay. acne, what have you. Even like moisturizing. So, um, and you hop out the shower. She hop out the shower. She go ahead and slap that on. She be gonna be soft, good. silky. You gonna see yeah, how good. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. Yes. Okay. Um, then it's here, 
do a foot soak as I'm standing, you know, okay. kind of like the so two birds of one stone. So long ass squat. Yeah, I got my feet. <laughs> right, you got your feet planted, okay. <laughs> In the basin, and but this is made with like different powders, like rose hip powder, um, ginger root powder, okay. cinnamon powder, you know, um, things of that nature, and it's all beneficial to your mind, body, and soul. Gotcha. Um, so this like make your, your feet soft or something? It or makes it soft. Um, I hear that. Rough heel women. Rough heels. It make it soft. Rough <laughs> heel women. I hear trying to rub your little scaly feet <laughs> and the, under the sheets. Yeah, just do it a quick little herbal detox thing. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just a moment. It's it's my personal spa time, right. my me moment. Right. It's helping me tap into my most feminine, feminine power. Okay. Um. This right here is the actual Yoni steam, and it has different herbs in it that offer different benefits. Um, I have lavender, roses, juniper berries. So with the steam joint, are you just putting like a hot-ass pot of water, and then you putting this in it? Yes, you boil the water, and you put the herbs in your basin, you pour the water right. in it, and you sit it. But me studying herbs, I've learned that you can soak in them. You can boil the tea, pour it in your bath water, and sit in it. And you're gonna get all the same benefits that you would get, um, but for your skin mostly. But it all works out. And I learned women, and I'm, I'm gonna say women. I'm gonna put y'all all in a pot for this. Uh -huh. Usually I don't. I'm, I can take water temperature at a whole different level. Man, but I don't see how y'all take cold or even lukewarm showers. It has to be hot. I can take a no, no. no. <laughs> I take a hot shower. Y'all should be inferno scorching the skin <laughs> off the bone type shit. So I I guess I understand what you're saying with that. You throw that in the water. I'm assuming y'all water felt like hot lava. Then you throw that in the. And That's the same ancient. Thing. People been doing this since beginning way yeah since the beginning of time. Okay. Yeah, so gotcha. it's, it's an ancient remedy. But what I would do, I would just clean up my space, make it comfortable for me, light some incense, burn my sage. Okay, you set know, a little vibe. Yeah, okay. set a little vibe. Get you a drink, smoke a blunt or some herbs, okay. what have you, and just be in your moment. Where can they find you? Because some of y'all need it again for y'all scaly snakes <laughs> and just heels. Skin. I mean, to get on my bones, I'm just talking about. Thing. Hold on, hold on. I think it's, you said this one is for the feet. That's for the feet. I'm yes, talking about this right here <laughs> for y'all, y'all snake skin feet. Y'all be and needing. then go be had it with some of the eighth moon oil. It's silk in a bottle. I promise you. And you got an IG page? Or? I do. It is 8 Moon LLC okay. on Instagram. Okay. Um, that's Right now, that's the only source of communication as far as my business. I'm not going to have another more resources for this. But, so, um, we're going to have that link in the description for y'all to follow yes. um, and purchase, of course. Most um, of it is word of mouth by now. I do have amazing yeah. family and friends. I recommend them or, you know, they're regular buyers. So, it's a piece of business. And I try to make everything, you know, made to order. I'm going to have it pre-made. Everything is organic. It's organic herbs. It's all natural. I like I like the whole... I, what I truly like about the brand is that it comes from real life experience. Yeah. So, like, we would have never been here had you not gone through everything we discussed. I, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that just speaks to your strength as an individual um, and your ability to overcome. Mm -hmm. So... I love it. I think it's dope. Thank um, you. Anything we can do here, obviously, on the platform, or just me as a person, uh, you let me know, and we're we going we to facilitate it. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm all about us growing, and we kind of talked about it before we was on the episode, but, like, it ain't no versus, 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 versus. It's together. Steel, sharp, and steel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, culture and impact. I ask everybody this. Uh-huh. What do you want to see from the culture and us? And what do you want your impact to be? Yeah, if I could be an example of perseverance. Mm. Um, on the right road. Man, I don't really talk about what I've dealt with internally. You know, just as a woman growing up, you know, just how I was feeling. Um, you know, a lot of people need tools to help them get past certain things. And so this was my tool, something that was connected to nature and that was connected to spirit. That was my tool. So if I could promote 
you know, women, period, in general, men and women, but most importantly, women, because um, I'm not trying to say women got it hard or whatnot, you know, I'm not trying to take away from men having their own struggles, but the world is, yes, it's tough it's on tough. women, you know, we, we deal with a lot, especially when you're a single mother. We ain't, we ain't gonna jump into we kind of fake got talked about it before um, our episode started but like I don't disagree with you bro mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that it's tough for women out here it's tough for men out here it's tough for everybody and especially that's, that's black what I'm about people. to say Every, yeah. overall and it's always been tough for us you feel me it's True. always been tough for us so that's why I always say like anything I can do mm-hmm. anything I can do to help you um, even if it's just knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not no keep up secrets in that regard. Like, you let me know. Mm-hmm. I got you. And some people don't have a source. I, I do want to open up and become a source for others if I could, you know. If they feel like they don't have anyone to talk to about whatever it have you, whatever experience you're going through, I'm going to listen and we're going to figure out a solution. I may not have all the answers, but right. I'm going to be a friend that you need. And help you get through that struggle. We need a sisterhood, and we need the village that we used to have back in the day. I think we need that back. <laughs> I, I don't disagree, man. I think um, women of today have, in some regard, definitely not all, and definitely not majority, mm-hmm. have kind of lost their way of women, of being a woman. They um, have because they had to be a strong bitch. Uh, and, and on top <laughs> of that, though, I think that there are some men out here that have lost the concept of what it is to, to be a man. man. You are absolutely I, right. Like, and, and I ain't gonna point blame and fingers and all that shit. We ain't about, that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> we got a lot to um, say. But we gonna focus on you and, and, and your triumphs and your, your victories and your accomplishments. Um, and I ain't just saying this shit just because you're on the podcast. Uh-huh. I genuinely respect everything you've gone through, have been through, and I don't think that you're gonna fail moving Regardless, yeah, that's just real shit. Like, I, everybody don't make it through them type of things. Like, mm-hmm. that's just that's just a fact of what it is. So to see someone come up from it, it's kind of like empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that somebody sees this video that you know is also uh, uh, motivated and inspired to be like maybe they're going through something, whether it's similar or indifferent. Mm-hmm. But just seeing your strength is kind of like I can do this shit too. You know, um, a lot of people hide sexual abuse in the past. I think that's something. It's not that, something that, we want to talk about. Yeah, that's not the trend anymore. We need to start. I'm not gonna say exposing people. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want people to just get on the bash. Make you from it though. Yeah, ex- let them know what's going on. Maybe you can save somebody else. You know, you never know who else is suffering or going through something similar. But Facts. I just think we need to break that chain of sweeping that shit under the rug because who are you trying to protect? I feel you. Um, so as we wrap things up on this episode, um, first of all, is there anything that you want to say? Anything that we need to know? What's what's coming next? What what we doing here? What what's going on? Eventually, I do want to take it to where I do offer personal counseling, maybe yoni party. You know, okay. where we can get that's together. Dope. That's dope. Yeah, that's just dope. kind of like a little kumbaya moment, yeah, a moment of peace. Sure. Hey, I love Wakanda moment. Yeah, yeah I think that'd be dope. So eventually, that's where I'm headed. Um, as far as my business goes, I do have uh, something coming up with my best friend that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to um, offer services to single citizens. So that's what we're getting off the floor now. It's in the right. baby steps. Um, right. And we're developing it. But I just want to give back. I want to give to people. I want to show people love. Sure. Yeah, I want people to feel love. Deserves. I agree. I agree. Um, again, as always, anything y'all can do or the Instagram platform can do for y'all business, meaning like you and your uh, best friend mm-hmm. or you and your business, just let me know. I and um, I'm always set for you in that regard. These conversations be kind of touchy, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's what my platform is for. It's for the conversations that some of you all may not want to have and we're not going to always agree. That's just how conversations go. But some things are what it are, and it is what it is. Make sure y'all subscribe. Click the motherfucking bell. And um, that's a wrap. Welcome to the platform. Welcome to this. We did it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was good.